Good afternoon. I am um, going to try to condense a talk that usually takes about an hour and a half and try to condense that down into a little bit less than uh, 50 minutes, about 45 minutes. So I'm going to have to talk fast and you're going to have to listen fast. Fair enough? Um, I have discovered some four basic components uh, that are necessary, and I've even, I even proposed to you, not only are they necessary, but they're necessary in a certain order. There are four C's, is what we're going to talk about, and the, in the four C's, the first one is to connect. If we, they're in the Adventist world, uh, specifically, and in the religious world by and large, it is very common for us to want to try to make a commitment, which is the second C, and to begin commencing work for God long before we've ever connected with Him. And so I submit to you the four C's being connect, commit, commence, and conquer. Those are in successive, they are successive one to the other. In other words, if we try to go out and be a conquering soul, but we haven't commenced uh, witnessing and working for Jesus Christ, and we haven't committed our souls to Him, and we haven't connected to Him, we will not be ultimately successful as a Christian. So, we have to learn, number one, how to connect, and the importance of connecting. So let's dive into it. We're going to have a lot of Bible and spirit of prophecy, and we're going to talk about connect now. When I first met my wife-to-be, she didn't know that and I didn't know that, but she became my wife-to-be, we connected one with another. We didn't jump right into commitment, and we didn't commence with a wedding. We connected first. And so it is with Jesus Christ. He doesn't necessarily call you to jump into a commitment with Him until you've connected with Him. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's, it's like any relationship. We have to connect first before we commit. And before we, connect, or before we commit, we have to connect. And before we commence, we have to commit. Ephesians 6, 10, and 13 says... Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Somebody tell me, what is this scripture saying to us? Can somebody paraphrase it for me? Going once? Yes, in the back. Get close to God. In other words, what? The first C. Connect. Connect with the Lord or you can be overcome. Connect. Be strong in the power of His might. Connect with Jesus in a way you've never connected before. Now, how do we connect to Jesus? Obviously, this is the million-dollar question. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against uh, in the evil day, having done all to stand. There is a key that I've learned in connecting and committing to God. And it is right here in this verse. It is to take unto us the whole armor of God. So how do we as Christians take the whole armor of God upon ourselves? Somebody explain that to me, or, or multiple of you. How do we take that upon ourselves? What is the armor of God? Now, the juniors, they had some answers for me. 
So I need, some, I need some help here, especially from the early teens. So what is the whole armor of God? What is the armor of God? Sword of the Spirit. Sword of the Spirit. What do you mean by the sword of the Spirit? Yes. The Word of God. The word of God. Amen. What were you going to say? Helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. The Word of God. Somebody else? Say it again. The, blessed, the breastplate of righteousness. So it's, it's the word of God. It's the spirit of prophecy. It's fellowship with other like-minded individuals that won't pull you down. Amen? It's the armor of God. It's not the world. We know that. It's all the things of Christendom that can advance us to the kingdom of God. The armor of God. The sword of the spirit. The word. The spirit of prophecy hymns and psalms that we sing that encourage our hearts, uh, associating with other like-minded individuals that are also striving, not backsliding. And when we put on these different things, these accoutrements, this power of God, we can stand in the evil day having done all to stand. There are many young people and many parents that only want to do some to stand. They don't want to do all to stand. And it says we can overcome the devil if we do all to stand. All means overcoming everything. Is, is that, would that be fair to say? Does that sound like compromise? No. It says standing, not compromising. Message to young people, 429. A little time spent in sowing your wild oats. Somebody tell me what that means. What does it mean to sow your what you've heard? Now, the spirit of prophecy is saying this, so I have no problem saying this. What does it mean, sowing your wild oats? Okay, testing out the world and its ways. And basically, would it mean to go do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, whenever you want to, no matter what God or your parents or anyone else says? That's what... Sowing your wild oats is the, the wild oats, the carnal man, the flesh. I'm going to go out and sow those fleshly seeds instead of the spiritual man. Does that make sense? Let's try that again. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, praise God. So, here's what will happen if we go spending how much time? A little time. Not a bunch. Bunch is worse, but even a little time of sowing our wild oats, dear young friends, will produce a crop that will what? Embitter how much of your life? Your whole life. So I'm going to tell you this right now. I was not raised in a Christian home, much more an Adventist home. I wasn't raised anywhere near Christianity, and I was in the world. And I was out there sowing my wild oats, if you will. And friends, I want to tell you, I had a very bitter experience. This is absolutely truth. An hour of thoughtlessness. Is that a long time? An hour? No. Just an hour of thoughtlessness. Imagine being in the wrong place with the wrong guy in the wrong setting, listening to the wrong music. In one hour, it could yield, and one hour of thoughtlessness, once yielding to temptation, may turn the whole current of your life in the wrong direction. My mother was 16 years old when she got pregnant with me. One thoughtless moment, one thoughtless hour, it changed her whole life.
this is true. You can have but one youth. You've only got it right now. How, how many of you, let's see, what, where are we at? We're in the early teens right now, is that right? Youth. What age is that? Six, I was thinking you guys look awfully old. No, I'm just kidding. 16 to 19? Okay. Let me ask you this question. You only have one time to be 16 to 19. Do you realize that? Do you realize you don't get to be 16 again? Or 17? Or 18? Or 19 again? This is it. It's not a dress rehearsal. I'm 40 years old, and I don't even know how I got this old this fast. It goes so fast, it's crazy. And if I knew, and, and it was even attending a seminar like this when I was your age, and I knew even a part of what you know as Adventist young people, I'll tell you what, my whole life could have been a whole lot better. When you have, you have but one youth, make that useful. When once you have passed over the ground, you can never return to rectify your mistakes. So what it's saying here, and let's build this a little bit. Let's flesh it out. Jesus Christ says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will what? I will give you rest. What does that mean? Give you rest from what? Your, 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 your hard labor um, from going out and doing good today? Sure, that's part of it. That's just a little tiny part of it. When he says to come unto me, all ye who are, are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, what is he talking about? Uh, sure, if you've got emotional strain or dre uh, duress, emotional stresses, you've got, I had a lot of that as an abused child. And so Jesus says, come unto me and I'll take it all away. How about the pools of the world? Come unto me. In other words, come unto me is another word for what? Our first C. Connect. When you start going through the Bible, you will see connect, 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 connect over and over and over again. It says, if you connect with me, you won't have to turn around and rectify your mistakes. That's good news. He who refuses to what? Connect with God and puts himself in the way of temptation might fall. Is that what it says? No, it says, we'll surely fall. If we fail to connect, if we fail to connect, even if we're out doing good, you know, the world does good. My, my mother-in-law said, why do I need to be a Christian? I'm a good person and I do good. And she is a good person and she does lots of good. She, she'll give her shirt off of her back. She connects with other people. She, doesn't, she hasn't connected with Jesus, but she does a lot of good works. So what does it mean to go out and do good for the Christian versus doing good with the worldly mindset? There, there must be a difference. Is there a difference between connecting with God and then going out and doing the work or just going out and doing the work? There's a vast difference, my friends. So when we first connect with Jesus, then when we go forth into the third C, which is the commencing to go out and do good, there'll be power behind what we do. Amen? Amen. So, he who refuses to connect with God and puts himself in the way of temptation will surely fall. I hope you will not put yourself in the way of temptation. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me... Did, listen to that. Look at that. Look at that again. I am the vine. Now, the vine is planted in the ground, right? The branches are what to the vine? 
connected. Again, the whole Bible is connection. It's amazing to me. Connection, and he that connects to me, and I'm connected to him, the same will bring forth much fruit. For without a connection to me, you can't do anything. At least that's, you can do nothing. You, nada, zilch, nothing. You can go out and do good things, but it won't have a lasting effect that'll change the world or your own soul. If you connect, if you abide in me and my words abide are connected to you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Well, many of us go out and we just say our little frivolous prayers. Oh, Lord, please bless my food. Oh, please bless me. Help me to sleep well tonight. And please bless us when we go out and hand out these tracts. That's not connection, my friends. That's not connection. Connection is when we wake up in the morning and we roll out of bed onto our knees and we begin praying. That's a connection. And then we want to move into our devotion with Him, and we begin to open the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And we start to see Jesus in everything, and He says, Oh, wonderful, you're connecting with me. And if you continue to be connected, it's not just connecting in the morning, but if we are connected all through the day, then we will have the power to make the commitments that we need to make so we can commence the work of God. It shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall be, you shall be my disciples. Psalm 50, verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I might deliver you. I'll think about it. I'll consider it. Is that what it says? No, friends, it says, I will deliver you. I will. And when God says, I will do something, he will do it. So if you call, you know what? I've, I've learned a prayer. And if you pray it just like I'm going to teach you, it will open the storehouse of heaven to you. It will connect you to God in a way that you've never known before. You ready for the prayer? I got one here. I got one here. You guys ready for you? Okay, good. You're ready for the prayer. Here's the prayer. It's very difficult. You've got to say it just right. And if you do, your connection with God is guaranteed. Here's the prayer. Ready? Ready? Help! Amen? That's the prayer. Is that a legitimate prayer? Friends, God knows when you are in the moment of temptation, when you are having problems, when God's word is not a savor unto your life anymore, when you don't want to, to, to read the spirit prophecy, you'd rather go watch the movies, you'd rather go find out what's going on with an American idol. The name should tip you off. It's not appropriate. Idol, American idol. Anyway, there's something about idols, I think, in the Ten Commandments. But when we are connected with God, when we cry out help, no matter when the temptation comes, when we choose to stand for the right, though the heavens may fall, when we say, I will connect with God, help! What Jesus does is he takes that prayer and he says, Father, and he offers it to the Father in heaven. And he says, here, here's what Christian is saying. He's having a struggle with this sin in his life. There's temptation over here. We need to send some diversion. We need to send some angels. We need to have someone come knock on his door. And God will motivate. God will actuate. God will move heaven for you when you say, help. <coughs> Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. 
Don't worry about, oh, thinely, thusly, fathereth,ly please, fathereth, blesseth me. No, just say, help! That's connecting. James 4, 7 says, connect yourselves. That's what that says. <laughs> Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Do you notice a progression there? What's the first part of it? Connecting. Many of us want to just start resisting the devil. I will never watch this again. I'll never listen to that kind of music again. I'll never hang out with that kind of person again. I'll never go kiss that dude again. I'll, whatever it is, we make all these commitments and we make all these proclamations, but we haven't connected. If we don't submit ourselves to God and, and ask him, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. No matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what my friends say, no matter what the church says, no matter what my parents say, I want to do what you want me to do, God. That's submitting to God. That's connecting to God. And when we connect to God, then we can resist the devil. He will give us the power and the tools to resist. And then we get to see the devil flee. Amen? Amen. Don't try to resist without connection doesn't happen. You know. How many of you know that? How many of you tried that? Isn't that old? Isn't that lame? So connect first, and then you can resist the devil. Draw nigh to God. What is that again? Connect to God. Connect to God. Connect to God. Cleanse your heart. So it starts here. Connect with God, and then you can resist. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. And then you are able to cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify, purify your hearts, you double-minded. It all starts with the connection. Do you see that? Are we clear on that? Good. Matthew 26, 41 says to watch and pray. Both of those are connection. Lord, give me your sight. Give me your vision. I want to see what's going on in the world around me. I want to see the temptations. I want those landmines exposed. I want to know where those temptations are. Watch and connect and pray. Talk to God. Help that you may enter not into temptation. Is it a sin to be tempted? No. Is it a sin to engage in the temptation? Yes, I'm driving down the road. I see a very naked person on the billboard, and she's there advertising whatever she's advertising. And I go, oh, Lord. I go, Lord, have mercy. I didn't want to look at that, and I didn't know it was there. And you keep on driving, and I won't look because God has given me the power. Help, Lord. Don't let me look again. I go right on past, and I don't look. Am I a, have I engaged in the sin? No, I was tempted, but I didn't fall for the, the, the trap, right? So, I'm driving along, second scenario, I'm driving along, and I go, oh, that's terrible, oh, Lord, that is absolutely terrible, look at, she should be wearing some clothes, that's terrible, I should not, unbelievable, no. You get the point? Hello? There's a difference. One says, I, is, I, will, I, will, sh I will shun evil. I will not look at that, because I'm going to connect with you, God. The devil's out there, and he wants me to look again. But you know what? I'm connected. Help! And he says, that's right, you go right on straight. But then all of a sudden, I start, if I start looking, and my eyes start bugging out of my head, I've engaged even in that temptation. And as a man thinketh where? In his heart, so is he. Oh, I may not have jumped onto the billboard with her. Do you get my drift? But my thoughts ran wild. And the battle, my friends, is for the mind. This is where we worship. This is where we choose. This is where our character is. Message to young people, 
431, communion with God encourages good thoughts, noble aspirations, communion, connection with God, talking with and learning of God encourages good thoughts, noble aspirations, clear perceptions of truth, and lofty purposes of action. Those who thus connect their souls with God are acknowledged by Him as His sons and daughters. Praise the Lord. They are constantly reaching for higher and still higher, obtaining clearer views of God and of eternity until the Lord makes them channels of light and wisdom to the world. What a beautiful promise. By what? Connection. Now let's talk about commit. Psalm 37 5 says, what is the first word? Commit your ways unto the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. We have to first connect. I didn't jump into commitment with my wife until we had connected. And that communication happened, two-way communication, just like it needs to with God. I need to say, okay, I want to connect with you. I'm not sure if I'm going to make a commitment now yet, because maybe you've already made the commitment, maybe you haven't. I'm not sure I'm going to commit, but I need to know about you. So I'm going to pray, that's me talking to you, and I'm going to read your word, that's you talking to me. Two-way conversation, amen? And so without, if I was doing all the talking, and I don't ever allow God to talk, or if I was doing all the talking, and I never allowed my hopeful wife-to-be to talk, it wouldn't work. We have to have two-way communication. Once I, I figure out during this connection time, yeah, I really like this person. I think I want to make a commitment to her. Just the same as it was when I was new in my faith. Lord, I'm learning about you, and I see your character. I see what you want to do for me. I believe I want to make a commitment to you. And God says, if you commit your ways to me and trust in me, I will bring it to pass. Review and Herald, May 28, 1889. This is beautiful. Oh, let us think of the goodness of God. Let us tell of His power. Sing of His love. Let us commit, again, there's that beautiful word, commit our souls unto God as a faithful creator. And stop worrying and fretting. God will help us to live above the things of this life. Can you say amen? amen. Yes. And give us an abundance of good things. Amen. Who likes good things? Of course. God says, I'll give you an abundance of good things. Lots of good news here. To think about and to talk about. Let us come into the presence of Christ. Sounds like connection to me. He is cleansing the heavenly sanctuary. Let us enter there by faith. Provision has been made for our cleansing. A fountain has been opened for sin and uncleanness. Ask in faith for the grace of God, and you will not ask in vain. So if we first connect and say, Lord, help me to connect, because I want to go out and do good in the world. So help me to connect in a vital way. And then, Lord, impress me with your character. Teach me of your things. Help me to know, should I commit my ways to you? And then when he reveals to you his goodness, and he will, God is good. I came from a horrible life, and God is good, I'm telling you right now. And he has cleansed me from a lot of hurt. I've been molested as a child. I've been beaten as a child. I have been whipped as a child. I've been tied up as a child. My, you don't even know my past and how nasty and dark and sinister it was as a child. And yet God says, I will take you, I will clean you, and I will make you a spectacle to this world. That's a powerful God. He wants to do it for you. 
I can look in your faces. I won't look at you right now when I say this. I can look in your faces and I can see pain and hurt in some of your faces. Perhaps you've gone through some things like I have. Let us enter there by faith. Provision has been made for our cleansing. A fountain has been opened for sin and uncleanness. Ask in faith for the grace of God, and you will not ask in vain. When you say, Lord, I want to go out and do something for you. I don't know what to do. I'd like to go out in the world and do good. But Father, I'm connecting to you, and I'll commit my ways to you, but I don't know how to go. You know what? You go in faith, and you say, Lord, if you can talk through a donkey... You know the story, right? If you can talk through a donkey, I say that every time when I go up to go sing or preach, I say, Lord God in heaven, if you can talk through a donkey, I hope you choose to talk through or sing through me today. And you know what? God says, now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. Amen? So is that, is that a promise for you young people? Of course it is. I'm afraid. Well, so am I. God didn't say, I'll take away all of your your nervousness and your anxiousness. He didn't say that. But he says he will fortify you. And he does say, if you go, I will tell you what to say. So before we go out and we commence, we must connect to God. And and, and how difficult was it? What do we say if we want to connect to God? What was the the big flowery prayer that we we learned? We say what? Help. 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 Fair enough. Legitimate prayer, that is a prayer of connection. Amen? And when we connect to God, and then we ask Him, help me to commit my ways to you, Father, He's not going to leave us. He's going to help us. He says, now, wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Here again are some conditions. This is a condition of commitment. Come out from among them and I will receive you. Now this is talking about, I believe, this is after we have connected to Jesus Christ, when we have connected to him and we say, look, I want to learn of you. And he says, hey, I want to teach you of me. This is going to work out really well. And then he says, I want to see if I want to commit my ways to you. And he says, yes, I'll show you and reveal my character to you. And you decide, I'm going to commit my ways to Jesus Christ. I'm going to commit my life to him. I'm going to do something for him. I'm going to do some good somewhere. And then he says, look, what I want to do is I want to bring you, I will accept you as you are, the sinner, the messed up kind of guy or woman that you are. You're not perfect. I'll take you just like you are. And I will not leave you there. That's good news, because if God had just accepted me as I was and didn't change me, then I would be the same guy just with a suit and carrying a Bible in my arm, but not having been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I would have no testimony. So God says, if you come to me, connect to me, commit your ways to me, then I will teach you, I will help you to separate from the things that are holding you back from having a tremendous connection with me. Because that's what happens. You see, we can connect on a certain level at first, okay? When we first come to Christ, we connect on, on a certain level with Jesus Christ. And then he, when we commit our ways to him, he brings us along in our Christian experience. He brings us along, and then he reveals more things to us, and he says, there are some things in your life that are impeding a full connection with me. Does that make sense? 
So maybe it's the things you're listening to, the people you're hanging out with, the, the, uh, the, the things you might be beholding or watching, the, the movies, the, the TV, the, the music, the internet, the video games, whatever. I mean, take a, there's a list that's a mile long, my friends. You well know because you're tempted by it every single day. And he says, there are some things in your life that I want you to consider as a hindrance to a full connection with me. We can connect to a degree like this. Do you know what a stranded wire is? Does anybody know what a stranded wire is? It is a wire that has a bunch of little wires contained in it. And it makes one wire. There's usually a plastic sleeve over it. And there's a bunch of wound wires inside. Well, when we first come to God, I look at it as, you know what? There's about three or four of those little wires in there connected. The full wire is not connected. But there is a connection. And Jesus says, there's something between the rest of the bundle and me. And if you stay connected with me and committed to me, I will do something in your life that will help you to make a full connection. And friends, I want to tell you what. When God has a full connection, Jesus Christ is coming back. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for the full connection. Those who will be open to the full connection. By the way, those people have a very special name. They're called the 144,000. They're the ones that say, we will connect completely to God we will commit our ways to God all the way, 100%. No compromise in their life. And when God has his number, when God has his people who are willing to make a 100% connection, a 100% commitment, then we can go out in a way that this world has never seen and commence his work. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit will be ready because the conduit, if you will, the connection will be made complete. And the Holy Spirit now can flow down from heaven. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity uh, some of the thoughts. Is that what it says? Every thought. Can, you, can we actually do that? Can we actually bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ? It seems impossible. Let's be honest. It, as an older person, as a younger person, you think of every thought. Come on, man. That's what the Bible says. We can grow as we connect with Christ. We can grow in such a way that we connect with God so vitally, we commit our ways with, to Him 100% to where we are in tune with Him. We have dialed the, the radio knob and we've tuned into K Heaven or whatever we want to call it. And all of a sudden, I'm learning to submit every single thought to Jesus Christ. It is possible. You know something that I've done that's very practical? I have an a, a Iron Man watch on my, on my wrist. It has a timer on, a countdown timer. 
And when I set my, what happened was I was studying the scripture to watch and to pray. And right when I was studying this, I'm saying, Lord, what does this mean? Watch and pray. And he was starting to teach me what it meant. And then he, he impressed my mind with a thought. You know what? And my watch went beep, beep, beep at the top of the hour. And I went, hmm, watch. Set my watch and I'll pray. Watch and pray. I'll set my watch and I'll pray. Because what I wanted to do is to get into a habit of constantly connecting. Because I wanted all those metal fibers in that wire to be fully connected. Does that make sense? So what I did is I set my watch. Not a chronograph, not an alarm, because you'd have to fumble with it and reset it every time. It's just a counter. It started, I set it for, for an hour. And you know what I found? Within an hour, I lost my connection. Can anybody relate? And then I said, well, I'll go to half an hour. And, I, and here I am. I've been an Adventist now for five, six years at this point. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm learning some things. I'm, I'm having some victories in my life. And I could surely go a half an hour with no problems with my connection. I set my watch. And with a half an hour, I go, whoa, Lord, I lost you there. Sorry. Thanks for my watch telling me to come back to you. Friends, I had to go down to 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes, my watch going off. Beep, 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 beep. But you know what it did? It taught me that I didn't know how to stay connected in a real way to God. It's a simple, practical way. It's not legalism. It's a simple way to retrain my mind. I needed a new habit of connection. Does that make sense? Because I wanted my commitment to always be there. And if I'm learning how to surrender moment by moment by moment, when that temptation comes, guess what? I say, get thee hence. But what if it's been an hour or two hours since I've connected? What if it's been since last Sabbath when I connected? There's a lot of Seventh-day Adventists out there, but there are not a lot of seven-day Adventists. Hello? A lot of people want to hang out in Babylon for six days, be a Babylonian, and think they're worshiping God on the seventh day. That's not connection. That's only a few little wires in the full cord. All right, let's move on because I'm almost out of time and we haven't even got through two of these. Psalm 101, verse 3. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. No, what does it mean I will set no wicked thing before my eyes? What's that mean? Somebody tell me. Say it again. You won't put your way yourself in the way of temptation. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Does that happen to apply to maybe the Hollywood industry? Um, hello? Can we, can, I'll ask the question again because I don't know if you heard that one or maybe you didn't want to answer it. But when it says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes, could that apply to the Hollywood industry? Absolutely. Of course it does. Could it apply to the music industry? Yes. Mm. Could it apply to the Christian music industry? Yes. yes. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. You see, when I am going to be committed to God completely, I will reject evil with his power. I won't set wicked things before my eyes, humoring myself that I'll just you know, repent of it later and I'll be saved. It's foolishness. I hate the work of them that turn aside. I hate of the, the work of those who turn their back to God. 
I hate those backsliders who, who just think, think and profess to be God. They're holy in church, but they're, they're heathen outside of church. No, it will not cleave to me. That's what he's saying here. Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he, but his heart is not with thee. So here again, it's not necessarily that you go out and commit adultery, but perhaps you're watching it in your romance movies. As a man thinketh, so is he. Perhaps you're not out there um, shooting and killing somebody yourself because you shouldn't commit murder, but you're only watching it on the shoot 'em up bang bang movies or in the video games. Are you getting the point here? Are you getting the drift here? It, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. By beholding, we're changed. And if we want to be changed in the image of Christ, we cannot be looking at the images of the world or we'll be changed into that. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. Look at all the eyes, Jesus says. I will give you, I will take, I will give, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Friends, this is impossible without connection. Does that make sense? It's absolutely impossible without connection. But when we're connected and we're committed, he says, I'll give you everything. Let's talk about commence. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. So God has what kinds of thoughts toward us? Thoughts of peace. Well, that sounds pretty nice. I have thoughts of peace towards you, not thoughts of evil. I know they're going to connect to me, they're going to commit to me, and then I'll send them out there to the lions and let them be devoured. That's not what he says. I know my thoughts toward you, and my thoughts toward you are thoughts that are good. They're peace. Now, it doesn't seem like sometimes when we're in the front lines that it seems very peaceful. But I'll tell you this, when you're connected with God, I was diagnosed two years ago with a cholesteatoma in my inner ear, a tumor. It had eroded three of my, two of my three hearing bones and damaged that last one down to almost uh, nothing. My eardrum was destroyed. My mastoid was 80% infected with the tumor. They had to go in, cut my ear off, fold it on my face, go in there and drill out everything. I got a big old hole, I can like stick like, you know, I can put like the back of this pin in my ear and it'll stay, look at that. Isn't that crazy? It's huge. The whole, sorry, whoever pinned that was. <laughs> but the thing is, God went in, or excuse me, the, the, the surgeon went in there and had to take all of the tumor out. I was told, be careful, go get your life in order because we don't know if it's gone into your brain. If it's gone into your brain, it can be lethal and you may not make it off the operating room table. What? I'm 38 years old at the time. Are you kidding me? It didn't seem like it was a very peaceful thing God was allowing to come into my life. But I'll tell you what, because I connected with God and I committed my ways to Him and I wanted to do His work and I said, Lord, I want to go out and commence the work for you. I don't want to stagnate it. And I said, I will have perfect peace because you've promised me in the midst of the storm I can. And I want to tell you, friends, from day one all the way through to this day, I've had perfect peace through all of it. Lord, if it's, it's your ear, it's all I'm just flesh. I'm just His anyway. I bought with a price. And I said, so Lord, whatever happens to my ear, if I, I'm a singer, losing hearing is not a good thing. Well, I'm deaf in this ear now, but God teaches me how to sing through the other ear. Amen? Amen. Commit your ways unto the Lord.
and I have had peace even though the trials come. That's connection, that's commitment. Lord, no matter, because I can go, well, forget this, Lord. You let this come to me, I'm out of here. And that's not commitment. When things get tough, the tough get going. As long as they're connected. And he says, thoughts of peace, no evil, to give you an expected end. I will bring things into your life to give you an expected end. I will allow things to come through you and, and into your life, Christian, that will give you an expected end. And that is character growth. Then shall you call upon me and you shall pray. You shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search with me for me uh, with part of your heart. You can have part of your heart in the world and part in the church. Is that what it says? No, when you search with me, search for me with all of your heart. Matthew 28, 19. Now go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. Do you see what it is? It starts with the connection. And then we commit to Jesus Christ. And when we're connected and we commit to him, then when he says, go out and teach all nations, I can commence the third C. I can commence God's work because I'm connected to the source of power. I've committed my ways unto him. And now he can protect me. Now he can guide me. He can navigate me around the, the landmines. Therefore, I can go forward in faith knowing that I can commence God's work, the third C, and I'm protected. Amen? Review and Herald, December 16th, 1884. The precious hours are passing. As an ambassador of Christ, I implore you to what your work? Commence your work intelligently. That's what, in other words, I believe, with connection and commitment to God. Commence intelligently with education, with someone helping you, guiding you, directing you. And if you have no one on this earth that wants to do that for you, connect to God. Oh, he'll send what we call the Holy Spirit to teach you so you can go out and work intelligently. Amen? Pick up the raveling ends and bind them off for time and for eternity. Whatever is there, the raveling ends. Oh, well, well, I have this. I, I, I think I want to go over this. Well, I, I need, really need to watch this program or I really need to go over here and be with this boyfriend or this girlfriend and all these raveling ends and we make excuses why we can't go out and serve God and commence the work. She says to tie them off. Bind them off for time and eternity, not even for a little while. Get rid of them. Get, if, if God has not told you it's okay to engage in the things that we are engaging in, tie them off for time and eternity. Get rid of it. Chop it off. If an alcoholic wants to overcome alcoholism, what does he do? Does he keep booze around the house? No. What about a TV-aholic? If someone's a TV or movie-aholic or an internet-aholic or a romance novel-aholic or whatever-aholic, would it be wise for the TV-aholic to keep the TV in the house if he wants to overcome his addiction to television? Of course not. But that's too far, Christian. Well, then be lost. Hello? Friends, my, my goal, this, this one little bit of time that I have for you, is to tell you that this is not a dress rehearsal. 
This is it. This is it. You don't get another chance. This is it. It's time to connect. Can you say amen? amen. It's time to commit your ways as young people to Jesus Christ. What do you say? Amen. It's time to commence the work of Jesus Christ so we can save this world and ourselves. What do you say? Amen. Friends, this is real. I, I'm not a, a professional speaker. I can't give you flowery illustrations. All I can say is, I'm a sinner saved by grace, and I hope you are too. We can go out and do all the good in the world, friends, and we can help other people. But if we ourselves are not connected and committed to Jesus Christ, we could be lost ourselves. Am I right? Yeah. This is serious business. It's not time to play. It is not... This is good. Praise the Lord. It is not too late yet for wrongs to be righted. And while Jesus, our mediator, is pleading in our behalf, help, let us do our part of the work. Amen? Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is pure, and he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. So I want to encourage you. God says, if you connect with me, we've already gone all the scriptures. If you commit your ways to me, we've gone all over the scriptures. If you commence your way to me, I, the God's, the God of this planet, the God of the Holy Bible, he says, he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. You can go out and commence to do good in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will have a shield of protection around you. You have nothing to worry about. I have a friend of mine that he is this literature evangelist, and he is like insanely in love with literature evangelism. And he has got story after story after story of violent dogs rushing up upon him. And he say, get thee hence, Satan. And the dog goes, because he knows he's connected. He knows he's committed. And he's commenced the, the, the Lord's work with protection. Exodus 4, verse 12. Now, therefore, go. I already quoted this. Now, therefore, go. Now, what is that? What does therefore go mean? The third C. What? Commence. Now go and commence. You've connected with me. You've committed your way to me. Now go and commence. Now therefore go and I will be with your mouth. I don't know what to say when I knock on the door. That's not your problem. You go and claim the promises. I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to commit my life to you. I'm going to go in your name. And he says, now therefore go and I will be with thy mouth and teach you what to say. Amen? Amen. Uh, men can teach you what to say. That's great. Schools can teach you what to say. That's great. But friends, if you stop there, imagine the blessing that you might be missing if you don't ask God yourself, what shall I say? Hebrews 12.1 Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That is 
everything right there. We are compassed with great witnesses. We have power from heaven. We have angels at our assistance. We have the Bible, the spirit of prophecy. We have prayer. We have other warriors in God's church. Those are all the cloud of witnesses, I want to tell you. Let us lay aside every weight. Anything that holds us back from having that connection with Jesus Christ, cast off. Remember, bind it off. Tie it off. Get rid of it. You might be called, oh, you're a goody two-shoe. Yeah, Jesus had the same calling. Oh, well, you're odd. Well, Jesus was called odd. So was John the Baptist. So was Daniel. So was Joseph. You're, you're odd. You're singular. You're, you're straight-laced. They all had the same report. Are you odd? I hope so. Are you singular on the purpose of God to do good in the world with a connection to Jesus Christ? I hope so. Are you single-minded? Are you singular? Are, you know what Sister White says? As we draw closer to the... I'm, I'm paraphrasing. As we draw closer to that which God would have us to reproduce in our life, that what He has laid out for us, we will be called by the church even, odd, singular, straight-laced extremists. Are you a straight-laced extremist? Well, Jesus was called that. If you are, you're in good company. If you aren't, get connected, get committed, and get working for God so you have that report. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Hebrews, we don't have time to get into all of this. My time is gone, and we haven't even got to the fourth C. So... I didn't think we would get, get through it. I'm going to go through. There's a couple slides that we have to grab. Let's go into conquer. Philippians 4.13. I can do some things. That's not what it says. Amen. I can do how many, brother? All things through Christ which strengthens me. So, I can go out and do good. If I'm committed to Jesus Christ and I'm connected to him because he's the strength. That's what that verse says. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If we connect with Jesus Christ, if we commit our ways to him and we commence his work, he says, I will make you like an energizer bunny. That's what he said. He says, I will renew your strength. So in other words, when we plug in to heaven, he charges us up to go do his work. Amen? Amen? I don't know how, I've got like a migraine headache going right now, and I just realized God took it away the moment I stood up here. Isn't that awesome? Because he says, connect to me. Now, therefore, go and I'll be at thy mouth and teach you what thou shalt say. Okay, Lord, I'm going to go. I'm not a professional speaker, not a professional singer. I don't know what I'm saying, but Lord, put something in my mouth. You can talk through a donkey. You can talk through me. And he charges me up. He's what he said he'd do. And he'll do that for you. Amen? Amen. If you connect, if you commit your ways to him, how do we connect? Wow, this has been a fruitful meeting. How do we connect? Prayer, by saying help. That's a legitimate prayer. That is a, a prayer of connection. 
help me, Father. He will connect with you the moment you say it. Before you even say it, he knows, the Spirit knows the utterings of the heart. And, and already the communication, the interpretation has begun. Before you even go, help! That's the technology God uses, amen? amen. Connection, commitment, commencement. And if we put these three things together in that order, we can be conquering souls for Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to advance here to get through to a couple more here. I wish we could get through all these. They're so beautiful. Wait upon the Lord. Be of good courage. And we can't go through. Look at all this scripture. Now, Revelation 12.1. And they overcame him by the what? The blood of the Lamb and by the what? word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. Hmm. They love, love not their lives unto the death. So, I believe that's talking about a real vital connection. What do you say? At whole, they're connected, they are plugged in. I don't even care if I die. That's what this is saying. And they overcame him because they connected to the blood of Jesus Christ, and they committed their ways to him. I will walk as you walk, Jesus. I will say what you want me to say. I will cast aside whatever you want me to cast aside. That's what this scripture is saying. They overcame him. Who's him? Satan. They overcame Satan. Who wants to overcome Satan in your life? Absolutely. It's by connection to the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. If we don't connect and commit our ways to Jesus Christ and commit to go do good with that kind of power, friends, you'll have no testimony. You'll have no testimony because you have no walk. Anybody out there? Yeah, you will have no testimony because you have no walk. You have no experiential knowledge of Jesus Christ and what he can do in your life. You and I need to have the stories of saying, get thee hence, Satan, and the dog goes, Burr! we need to have those stories. We shouldn't live off the stories of other people. Can you say amen? amen. That's right. Go out and make a witness and overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And they love not their lives unto death. That is the ultimate commitment and connection. Genuine faith is life. And where there is life, there is growth. So when we connect and commit, there will be growth. The life which Jesus imparts cannot but grow more and more abundantly. A living faith means an increase in vigor. I need that. A confiding trust by which the soul becomes a what? A conquering power, the fourth C. When we connect, we commit, and we commence with the power of God to go out in this world and do good, we will become a conquering power. So I, know, I want to encourage you, my friends. We have to skip through this. To connect with God. Connect. Who wants to connect with God? Come on, don't raise your hands because your friend's doing it. Who wants to really connect with God? I want it. Who wants, to, who wants to commit their ways to God and say, I've made bad choices. I want to commit my way to God. Not just connect. I want to. I want to commit my whole life for Him and my plans.
and I've done that. I want to commence the work of God. Anybody here who wants to commence the, commence the work of God? God bless you. God bless you. When you put these three things into action, when you connect with Jesus Christ in a vital way, help, and you commit, I will shun everything else and be singly focused on your glory, God, and I will go out and commence your work, then, friends, we can become conquering powers, conquering souls. Without these three, we will have nothing but nominal Adventism. And that's a stench in the nostrils of God. In fact, Jesus Christ says, because you are lukewarm, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's serious, friends. Today is the day to connect. Today is the day to commit. Today is the day to commence so we can be conquering souls. And soon enough, there will be those people who decide to do these three things. And they will have no guile in their mouth. And Jesus Christ will say, there's my character right there. There it is right there. There it is right there. There's my character. There it is. I've been waiting for this day. The connection, the commitment, the commencement. Everything is there. I'm coming now. And I will redeem my people. He's looking for those young people who will stand for the right, though the heavens may fall. Can you say amen? Amen. Friends, I want to encourage you. I don't care what your friends are doing because most likely they're not doing the right thing. I don't care what the Adventist institutions are doing. They may not be doing the right thing. I don't care what anyone else around you is doing, my friends, because it may not be the right thing. But when you connect to Jesus Christ, you pray to him, he will show you what to get rid of in your life. And I guarantee you, we all, myself included, we all have things to get rid of in our life. How do I know that? How do I know that? Because we're all still here. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're all in the same boat. Let's encourage one another. Let's help one another. Let's not tear each other down. And I encourage you, connect with Jesus Christ. Commit your ways unto him. Commence the work to go out and do good in this world with those criteria. And you will be a light in this world. You'll change this world forever. You'll save souls for eternity. God bless you, my friends. And may your names remain in the book of life. Shall we have a word of prayer or what? Oh, yes? Okay, let's pray. Father God in heaven, you saw the hands that did go up and they said that they wanted to connect with you. They want to commit their ways unto you. Father, as a young person, as an old person, that's a scary thing. We don't know totally what that means. So I pray that you would help us as we cry out and say, Lord, help us to know which way to go. Help us to know how to connect to you. Help us to have the courage to to open up the word of God and even be rebuked by it if we need to be. Help us to study the inspired writings of Sister White as well and even be rebuked by those, Father. But help us to be those people who are willing to do what you want us to do no matter if anyone else understands. I pray you would bless these young people. I pray that you would help them to be that light set on a hill that cannot be extinguished by the sin and temptation around them. Father, we love you, and we want to be those people who stand without compromise, who stand totally committed to you. We want to overcome in our life, and so we ask you to, we give you permission to change what you want to change, to make us a fit vessel. 
Help us to lead other souls to you. Help us to do good in this world with a vital connection from Jesus Christ the righteous. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI, Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www.asiministries.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.